Hello, handsome dads. Welcome to episode 34 of Jack's Tap, May 18th, 2020. Got another old friend as a guest on the show. It was a very good time with Jordan Sloan. We met at IU. Uh, haven't seen each other in a little over a year, I believe, so it was good to catch up. There were a lot of quarantine talk, a lot of uh, some memories from college. Uh, plenty of fun stuff. Hope you enjoy my friend and the multi-talented Jordan Sloan on Jack's Tap. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely What's going on, dude? Good, bro. My audio is probably trash compared to yours. But. It's all good. <laughs> this is this is just a a long way to show everybody that I have superior audio and video to everybody. <laughs> you are not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. So what are you up to? How are you spending your uh, your days? Ah, uh, man, it's it's been a little bit different here. Uh, just being in Indy, because um, you know I bartend, so. I was back in the I was in the crib for like two months, but they're starting to kind of open things back up. Right. So there's actually a new cigar lounge. They just opened up. So I'm over there helping get that, you know, together. Nice. Um, and it's been cool. It's weird, bro. Yeah. People are just like so ready to just be out. Just no mask, just yeah. socializing. And so. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm getting there too, but uh, it is crazy how people are just, ready to just completely say fuck it to everything they're just exactly. like no no precautions <laughs> nothing bro so yeah. it's weird yeah man i actually because i i was down bad like two weeks ago bro i was i had like a fever for like a week really um, i had like all the signs and symptoms except the cough okay um, and i even got tested and it came back negative but hmm. i don't know it's like what else is going around right now that you can just just catch so, i mean supposedly everything else is still going around while this is happening. So I couldn't yeah. imagine like having just the flu and having to go to the hospital right now. Right. Right. But it's the classic, like I never get sick and now I'm sick. So like, yeah. I was thinking, you know yeah. what I mean? So I got, I had all the symptoms in like late November, early December. And then now they're, and I was like, Oh, well I would have said that was it, but it was too early. But now they're saying it, there might've been cases in Chicago that early. So I'm just like, I had it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you made it. You're you're one of the ones that yeah pumped it. You know, so um, yeah, man, it's 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 a weird time. I mean, well, go ahead, go ahead. Are you still working at Roots, Chris? Yeah. So like, I'm I'm actually between Roots and Havana right now. Um, but over there, they're kind of doing like the whole takeout system, and because yeah. it, it's weird. So Havana is in Hamilton County, right? Mm -hmm. Ten minutes away from Ruth Chris, which is in Marion County. But so in, in, in Hamilton County, you can have 50% capacity inside. Oh. Marion County, 50% outside. Okay. So it's like ass backwards. Like, um, when, when did the 50% capacity start? So it's for uh, Marion, it's going to start May 22nd. And then it already started for Hamilton County. I think it was like May 15th for them. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's backwards. Yeah. Very backwards. Well, it has. Uh... Has there been any like increase in cases that they've noticed or 
I mean, so like my mom's a family physician and she, we were on the phone yesterday. What did she tell me? So like the last couple of days, I think she said, was it six? Uh, what did she say? I know she said there were like 60 confirmed cases, I think per day for the last couple of days. And then there are like 13 deaths, 13 deaths. One day it was 11, the yeah. other day it was seven. So people were still like dying. And how, how many people live in that county? Do you know? I do not know. I want to say, I think Indianapolis has a little bit over 2 million, right. roughly. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, you know, Marion's obviously the biggest, so I mean, it's pretty much where everything's concentrated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you have to, so, but you haven't been actually bartending yet, have you? So, in, in Havana, yes, but have? Um, roofs, no. Yeah. You have to wear, what's the precautions that you have to do? Yeah, so we got gloves and then like masks, but obviously with bartending, I mean, you're dealing with all types of liqueurs and whatnot. Yeah. So it gets super sticky. So, I mean, we're going through a hundred count box yeah. of gloves in one day. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It's, it's weird, man. And I mean, obviously I'm banging out drinks. I get hot. So like the mask, sometimes it's coming yeah. down. Dude, I, uh, so I work at elementary school and I just went to take all the kids stuff that was in their lockers and their desks and just put it into bags for yeah. them to pick up that alone like my hands were just drenched when i took the things off i was like that's disgusting yeah, um, yeah. probably should have changed that and then the mask is like literally it was just a simple like hospital mask not anything too intense but yeah. it was soaking through with sweat i'm like this probably i mean and you got the beard you know what i mean it's yeah. so it, it, that's not helping it was a lot of insulation going on right yeah. right <laughs> can't really yeah. breathe can't breathe at all. So it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where this takes us, man. I mean, you know, I don't think it's going to go back to normal anytime soon. Right. And now it's like, there's a hundred percent tip averages. And it's like, are you doing this? Cause you just got money or are you just doing this? Cause we're the only place open. And right. Appreciation. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they, they didn't let you go, obviously. Did they let anybody go? No. So what, what they did when it first happened, I think back on March 16th, it was like that Monday. We didn't come into work, and basically they were like, hey, you guys should sign up for unemployment. So 25 years old, yeah. I'm, on, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on unemployment. So this yeah. is, you know, our generation um, has, has experienced a lot already just with technology, that whole change, you know, with like Apple and stuff. Right. And then to see something like this, it's like, all right, we get through this. I mean, you pretty much throw anything at us, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's it's a weird feeling not having, like, a job sometimes because almost it's almost like that job can give you a sense of purpose, and it shouldn't feel like that, you know? Well, um, it's totally that for me right now, too, because, like, one, comedy's completely shut down, so I can't do that. And then yeah. – uh, the school, like I work individually with kids as opposed to being like the actual teacher. So yeah. there's really nothing for me to do. So I'm getting paid with like no purpose. And I'm just like, right, this kind of right. sucks, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for you and me, I, I mean, it's almost like, all right, you get to reevaluate what's, what's truly like my purpose in life. I feel yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I know comedy is a passion. Yours is, is one of mine too. So it's like, all right, maybe we can dial in. And hit right. that a little harder, um, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'm just gonna try and start doing as many of these podcasts as possible. So yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. I like I like podcasts. Um, 
one thing I heard about Ruth's Chris, we don't have to talk about that the whole time, but did you know, do you know the initial uh, story of how it got its name? Yes, actually I do. So back in, I want to say it's 1965, Ruth's Fratell, she, uh, she wanted to open up her own steakhouse. Right. So there was actually a steakhouse um, already down in Louisiana. It was called Chris's Steakhouse. Yeah. So when she purchased it, purchased it originally, it was like in the agreement that like she couldn't change the name. So she ended up putting Roos in front of Chris and then right. you got Chris. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool story, man. Um, Ruth herself, man, she was a, she was a hardworking woman. Um, she, you know, made the steaks herself. Like she, she figured out the recipe, uh, like the 1800 degree broiler, all that. And obviously with the signature hot plates, uh, right. she came up with all that. But man, she, she would always go out. She would always talk to each one of her guests you know, that kind of Southern hospitality sure. and feel. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's what, you know, we still do. So even though it's corporate, I mean, you go into Roost, man, they, they take care of you. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 we, we take care of you. That's such uh, a badass move by Ruth. Like, all right. Yeah. We'll keep your name in it, but just like, cause I'm yeah. always a little bit confused. I'm just Roots, Chris, right? That doesn't yeah. really make sense. But yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely like two first names. <laughs> But the way the way it was set up, then once you hear the story, you're like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. So yeah, um, yeah, man. But Ru Roos is a is a it's a nice place to work work for. I will yep. say you've been there a while. I've been there what two going Couple on years? three years actually May. Well, yeah, yeah, coming in May. This May actually <laughs> nice. It'll be three years. So time flies, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we was just that? at IU. That's yeah, crazy. right. I saw you, not this past October, but the October before it, I think, when yeah. my friend was getting married down in Indy. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. You came down, and we had a breakfast yeah, over here at uh, Metro, Metro Diner. Yeah, the place was good. I yeah. ate, way too, ate way too much. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, was I hungover that day? I don't remember. Probably. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think I was supposed to meet you out the night before, but then we got... You know, there was a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, people on, yeah. down there. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good time, man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wanted to get down to your show. I forgot what happened that time. Um, oh, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, it's my work schedule sometimes. It's tough, yeah. but you know, dude, you literally live in a different state. I got people who live like a block away from the place that are like, I'll try and make it. You know? Yeah, right. And, and don't. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, man, with the modeling stuff, I mean, I'm in Chicago more, so if I can. Uh, Hopefully, once this picks back up, we'll see. Get a group yeah. going. Um, How long have you been modeling now? Like, how'd you get into it? So it's been since August is when I first got signed. It's funny. Um, Bruce Chris, man, it's just a hell of a place to network, I guess. Damn. So this this guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm polishing glasses, you know what I mean? I'm, like, doing my thing behind the bar. And this guy just, like, looks at me. He's like, would you ever cut your hair? Uh, I think my response was, if you paid me enough. <laughs> and, and then... <laughs> So it was this whole deal, and um, so he gave me his card and information. But basically, he was actually showing this um, this girl he was with how to scout people, right? So he, like, it was almost like he fake scouted me. It was, like, you know, giving her an example. Sure. Um, but come to find out, he works for this agency or whatever. It's, like, $3,000 to um, to join. Damn. No, not, yeah. not, not messing with it. And I got to do, like, a 30-week program, though. No, we're not doing that. 30? So, 
three zero. Yeah, it's like 30, 30 week. You meet every Monday for like three hours, and then Jeez. they're going to teach you how to model. Do you, you know get I mean? to like, like? Do do you have to like pay the three thousand while that's going on? You can do like a payment plan. Yeah. I think while was, right. yeah, it's almost like a monthly thing or like three month payment installment or whatever. But it's I was tough. like, yeah, it's very tough. Um, so I was like, no. Nah. So, but then he ended up leaving that agency and starting his own agency. Oh, okay. So I kind of got re, uh, back in contact with him and we talked. Dude, I, I, I can't explain. I signed like in August, like the second week of August. Two weeks later, I'm shooting with finish line. <laughs> like, throw me, throw me to the wolves, bro. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it picked up fast. I've been, I've been doing a lot of work for finish line and just, you know, the timing is everything um, in, in this world. So right before um, the pandemic started, like I was about to meet with another client, go down to Kentucky and, and see if it would have been a good fit. And of course, you know, that kind of fell through, but yeah. once stuff picks up, they do want to come see us again. So it's just a matter of time once the uh, industry picks back up, you know? Uh, so, yeah. That's dope though, dude. I mean, like two weeks in to get finish line. Dude, it, it, it's been a blessing, man. It's just like another, just like nice little source of income. I mean, it's kind of cool to just see like, I don't know, my mom, she's like super proud, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just see that. Um, and just, I don't know, man, it's weird. Cause it's like, all right, he scouted me. He thinks I can do it. But then it's like, you have that self doubt. Like, can I really yeah. do this? Can I really be a model? And then I look at the other dudes on there. I'm like, I mean, no homo, but I feel like I'm, I'm better looking than some of these dudes. Like, not Dude, you're, you're extremely handsome. You got the sexist yeah. swagger. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like you can do, I can do it too, you know? So it's just having yeah. that confidence, but not being like cocky about it, you know? Yeah. And uh, you, you'd be surprised, man. Like the staff and everybody, they're super chill. Like the style of this and just the people you work with. So it's like, right. like a second family almost, you know? Yeah. Um, when, when, you're, when you're continuing to work with them. So it's cool. That's dope, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. like uh, one of the biggest things I have to continually battle with. Like comedy is the highs and lows of it and just trying to stay like even keel throughout it. Right. So, I mean, there's not much now to give me just like, you know, nonstop confidence. But it's crazy if you even get like one joke to work in a show that had 10 people there, you just right. like on high for the rest of the night. But, exactly. exactly. Uh, and you could get real cocky about it if it just like keeps going well for a while. So. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and who wouldn't, you know, feel that confidence because it's like, all right, this stuff that I'm putting out is actually working, you know? Yeah, right. So, I mean, and, and, I, and I think comedy is different. And don't get me wrong, I've never tried to put that like a, a stand-up, you know, thing together. No, you've got, you got some funny sketches, though. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you can think of a really good joke in, in, a, in, a, in a certain instance in a moment, but then it's like, all right, how do I explain that joke? put it together in like a live show like that right. that's hard work yeah know? the number of so, times that uh i've like done a joke that i just figure is unilaterally funny and then it's just like i gotta give like well first off for the first like year of doing stand-up i would give like two minutes of premise to describe yeah. a, a thing and then everybody's just like we we fucking get it like just get to the joke <laughs> I would always just right, be like, right, they right. got to understand the context and then I'll right. serve them amazing. Like I wasn't, I didn't have good punchlines to follow it up anyways. So it's just like make yeah. them wait for nothing. Now it's right. like, how can you quickly get them on the same page and then stop wasting time and just get into the laughs of it? 
Yeah, trial and error, though. I mean, you know, that first year you're figuring out, and now, I mean, your jokes, I, I, they got to be a whole lot better. You know what I'm right. saying? And just at least getting into it quicker as opposed yeah. – like a lot of times, too, I would just be like – God, I don't know how to say this quickly for everyone to understand it. It's like, well, maybe move on then, you know? Right, right, it's not, right. It's not the end-all, be-all. Let me ask you this. How does it feel like – I mean, you really think, like, all right, this is going to be the one. You're up there, and in that moment, like, you deliver the punchline and you don't get the response you, you feel. Like, what, what kind of feel like – how do you feel in that moment? It really depends on, like, a bunch of different factors. But overall, it feels terrible. I mean, it's just yeah. like – because I've been – I've been doing that doubting thing the whole time of like, is this funny? Right. Um, you know, and like, just go up there and try it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And then it's just right. like, sometimes it's just really like, fuck, man. Like, I don't have yeah. any idea what I'm doing. I could have sworn that was hilarious. Right, right, right. Yeah. But then yeah. there's other times where you just like, if you're at an open mic where nobody's really paying attention or like, you know, a few of the people there just don't even like you or don't like the vibe of open mics in general. Yeah. Or, you know, I performed it in a way that I wasn't really selling it or there was something there, but I just said it kind of wrong. Like if, right. I, if I have any hope of saving it for any reason at all, I'll cling to it. But when like there's a bit that I've done a few times and it's just nothing's doing it, it's like, fuck me. Like that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, I just I, I can imagine it being it is tough. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen like one of my fraternity brothers. He's tried it, like, and he you know he he tailored the jokes to his audience, and it it worked it worked well. But I mean, it's I just think there's a lot more that goes into it than you just thinking. All right, I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna say a couple of jokes, and then it it work out. You know, so. And I was actually just breaking out of this the last like two or three months before the pandemic. Like, mm -hmm. but for a whole like year straight, I couldn't write anything new. Like I was constantly coming up with new bits, but yeah. like would either feel not confident enough to try it someplace new or like when I tried it, it's just like, I don't know what it was. They just were terrible ideas or right. I wasn't committing to them. So I was just doing the same like five to 10 minutes over and over again for a year. And then I was like getting tired of those jokes. Cause I'm like, my heart's not in these. They're jokes from like college. Right, right, right. So they work technically, but doesn't really like represent me that well. It's not like with the times. So yeah, I mean, and then I it could be. I I feel like it'd be tough. Just like where do you draw inspiration for comedy? You know what I mean? Does it come through pain? Does it come through uh, 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 an extreme twist on an idea that you that you saw or something? You know. So yeah, it's you know I don't know. Yeah, how so? Like for you, like. Are you just like, I don't know, at the store, I don't know, you grab like a box of cereal and put it into your cart and you're like, oh shit, I can make a joke out of it. You know what I mean? Like that random moment of like, yeah. aha, this could be funny. Yeah, it could be that simple. A lot of things that are that simple for me are like commercials or like just seeing like a human interaction that I'm like a third party observer for. Yeah. You know, when you see like a thing of conflict or just like a couple of weirdos, you know, interacting or a lot of like commercials I find, or just like shitty television, I find like yeah. quick humor in that. But if it's something more like, you know, painful, you yeah. know, then I kind of, I almost like go through a whole story in my mind of like what pisses me off in it. And I just try and write out all the things there and just get like the facts straight. 
And right. then I'm like, all right, like emotions aside, where's the funny in this? If I'm looking at this as somebody else trying to tell the story about it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Cause like for me, man, comedy, like it just, I don't know. It just comes sometimes. Like I'll just be thinking and I'll, I'll find it. But one thing that I, I, I absolutely hate is sarcasm. I cannot <laughs> sarcasm, bro. Like that is a I huge, like, that is a almost. huge white person thing to be very sarcastic. Yeah, bro, it it it, it kills me. Like when Bob, <laughs> Jim, and Sally come into Ruth's Chris, you know what I mean? I'm taking their hot leg. Oh, it was terrible. It was it was it was terrible. Oh, oh yeah. Let me go get my fucking manager and tell him <laughs> that you know buy you a new plate. And then and then, bro, it's like I hear this joke at least twice a night, yeah. every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That I understand. You oh you hate God. you hate the white dad sarcasm that like while you're trying to just do your job and because yeah. because you probably get one to two people every so often that are legitimately angry like that. Yeah. They are like thinking they're joking and then it's like no I'm not and you're like nah, yeah right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, then we had a whole other situation, but right. oh my God, bro. I can't tell you how many times. That would be my dad, though, 100%. Ah, uh, there we go. What's, wait, what's your, dad, what's, what's your dad's name? Bob. Bob. Yeah, Robert. Bob but no, he would absolutely be like, just, you know, trying to fuck with you a little bit to ingratiate yeah. himself with you and just being yeah. like, she's like, oh, it was, you know, like, we didn't I'm enjoy it at all. Shit. That's, that's my way of shooting the shit with you. I'm like, oh, we, we connect on another level. There's a, there's the same way though. Some servers, when they do that to me, because I always finish my meal and I'll order a lot, you yeah. know. And so that happens to me. I feel like all the time too, where the server will be like, "Oh, did you hate it?" I'm like, "Let's fucking just take the plate and get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, take the plate, bring the next one. Guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, yeah. Do we save any room for dessert? Like, no, I did not. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take the check and no jokes. (laughs) I haven't given you a tip yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's pretty funny. That is actually funny, man. Are you? Because I remember you were doing investing kind of through the apps and things when I was talking to you last time. Yeah. So I um. So right now, actually, I took a lot of my savings, and man, I just put it in the stock market, uh, just because of the state of the economy right now. Everybody's real emotional. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what's gonna go down. So I put, uh, I put, I bought a lot of like airlines and uh, cruise ships. Yeah, and I think. I, I'm, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go, keep going. No, I was, and uh, yeah, so I, uh, I think that's pretty much where my my money is right now. And then I got I got a mutual fund in a, in a Roth IRA. Um, nice. but I want to, I think I'm going to double up, probably put a little bit more money in. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with my investments right now. But you're looking more like long-term with it, right? You're not just going to try Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Absolutely. dude, like it's own, like nothing's a guarantee, but like that's nothing could be more guaranteed that airlines are going to come back oh, after this and they're so cheap right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Easy. Yeah. And you know, Buffett. I mean, I was reading articles at the time, and he actually had bought more. Um, I'm like, so I need to be doing what he's doing, you know. But I mean, it's a it's a bear market right now, you know. Everything. I mean, you know, airlines had dropped. I feel like a third of what they were worth. So yeah. I, I mean, they, duh. yeah, pretty much everything, dude. <laughs> you know, everything dropped. Yeah. Uh, do you know Barstool Sports at all? Yeah. The 
CEO or not the CEO. He's the founder of it. Dave Portnoy. He got, so he's a huge sports gambler. And now that sports is gone, he started getting into day trading and he started once this hit and he's just doing terribly like, and he's trying to trade these things that he admits himself. He's like, if I just held on to this for two years, I'd make so much money, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm day trading. Day trading. (laughs) Day trading is gambling. Oh yeah. It's even worse. It's, 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 it's big time gambling. Cause oh. like, uh, if you gamble on a game, it's like a hundred dollars that, you know, this, but, and like, there's like a finite amount you can lose. Like a stock could go all the way to like fucking zero, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and especially in this state, I think that's the worst idea to do, especially if you don't have any experience. Like no. people are trading with emotion right now, you it's know, purely emotion right now. So there's, He's trying to say he's picking up on the patterns. It's like there is no pattern. <laughs> there's no way, bro. Yeah. There's no, there's no way. Yeah. And you're just like, they, yeah, I couldn't. I would be, yeah. I mean, you're literally just giving money to the broker at that point. You right. know what I mean? I yeah. mean, that was me, that was me with Forex. You know, I was doing Forex for a while, and it just it got to a point where I just had to like Forex. You have to be emotionally like disciplined because you'll see, you know, you're going to start in the negative to begin with. And the trade is not going to immediately go into profit, right? It's going to take a while to work itself out. So a lot of times you're looking at it, you're looking at it, and then you start seeing it go down and down and down even more, especially on those uh, uh, larger lot sizes. Um, And and you, dude, you you freak out. Um, I got a funny story for you. So when I first started, uh, I was trading – the British or the Japanese, the British pound versus the Japanese yen. Okay, so very volatile um, pair, um, extremely volatile. So they have this. It's every like fourth week of the month or third week of the month. It's uh, it's uh, NFP. So basically, that whole week is just the market's extra volatile, right? So I had put like a thousand dollars in because I was trying to just make quick money and and and. I advise nobody to start. If you're starting out with Forex, don't start off with $1,000 because you're going to fucking blow it. Um, so, yeah, I put on a 1.0 lot size, right? So that means uh, if, if it moves uh, one pip, I'm up $10, right? Okay, so if it moves up 40 pips, which is a decent move, I make 400 All right, so I shit you not, bro. I'm looking at the trade. I think I placed, like, a buy. And... The market, it was, it was, it was immediately, it was like doing its thing. And out of nowhere, bro, this motherfucker just skyrockets down <laughs> and blows my fucking account. So I lost the whole thousand dollars within, I shit you not, like 10 seconds. No way. It, it was, it was, just it was, gone. It was it, yeah, it was just gone. It's insane. So that market, it's, it's, you can make money, but you have to be very disciplined. And yeah. for me, I wanted it all right then, right there, right now. And so, like, I was, I was over-trading, and, uh, I, again, I wasn't emotionally disciplined in, in the market. Yeah. Separating that, like, that money from just my emotion. And so I was, I was fucking myself up, bro. Yeah. So I had to pump the brakes, take a little break. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Whole grand right away. It happens, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you live and you learn, you know. Right. Money, comes, money comes and goes, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you'll take that lesson. It's more valuable than a thousand at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What is, uh, what is Forex? Just so I can 
So forex is also like you got obviously like the stock market. You know what I mean? So forex is like the stock market on a larger scale. It's international. So just it it, it um, involves different pairs. So like for example, you can be trading the euro versus the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's I mean there's all types of pairs. Uh, shit, you can trade the peso versus the U.S. dollar. Uh, gold, you can trade gold. So and you can also trade uh, like oil uh, indices, which yeah. I'm not 100 percent clear on. And like you can you can trade the S and P 500, for example. Um, there's another one called US 30. I yeah. think it's like top 30 companies in um, on like the Forbes 500 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so there, again, there's all these different pairs. So I mean, there's all types of strategies. Obviously, you have the day trading. Um, some traders will put in a trade and it'll you know go for months on end. Um, but it, it's, I mean, it's just a way to generate another source of income. And, and the beautiful thing about Forex is if you're educated on it, um, if you're disciplined on it, it's, it's literally like a way to, to generate, um, wealth, like yep. not, 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 not like being rich, but wealth. Right. You know? So once you have a little bit that you can use as a buffer, whenever, you know, something like this fucking happens, a little savings, you just yeah. want to try building your whatever you got you might as well have your money work for you i feel like that's what so many people that are like uh you know obviously thing things are harder financially on them but like of these liberals that say there shouldn't be any billionaires and that they just want a billionaire to give them their money it's like yeah start doing what they're doing you don't need to be a billionaire to exactly. build your own money no absolutely I mean, and that's old money. I mean, there are people that's coming into money. So, I mean, right. this is okay for people, you know, like myself, um, you know, and just, just those that didn't come into money per se. I mean, you can, you can build your own wealth. You know, right. there's ways to do it. And it, it doesn't come easy. Anything worthwhile doing doesn't come easy. But people are lazy these days, bro, especially Americans, yeah. you know. So, I mean, you got to think, uh, what, 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 what country is that? I think in the, was it Czech Republic? No, or is it Poland? No, Czech Republic. What, basically one of these countries is like, they, they're making $800 a month is like, okay, that's like average, you know? So right. for them, something like trading, you know, you can generate with some companies, um, just, just not even on the trading end, but building a team, for example, that could be an extra $600 a month. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So. I mean, this is creating wealth for people in other countries. But again, as Americans, we don't take the time to invest ourselves. Right. You know, um, and it bites us in the ass. Uh, some people do have that good work ethic, you know, and stay consistent. Um, but others, man, I just feel like they're, they're ready and looking for a handout. And yeah. So you've, always been, you've always been somebody I've looked to that just is constantly like doing new shit, but not like ditching whatever you were doing and just moving on to something new, but you're just like constantly looking to evolve and keep trying. Bro. It's yeah. tough. Man. I mean, it, you get, cause you get discouraged, you know, you get, you, you get set back a lot, but it's just like, you got to keep just pushing, you know? Um, and even now, man, I'm just, you got, you, you kind of find what you, you, cause you do have to have the level of passion of, you know, behind it, but it's like, all right, then you have to have that realization too. Like I gotta wake up and actually pay my bills. So let's yeah, let's be realistic here, you know. Right. Because uh, I'm a Pisces, bro. So like I I can I can dream a lot, you know. I like the big picture dream a lot. But yeah. It's like I put that dream and like really like 
figure out how you're going to do it or it's just going to stay a dream. Right. Yeah. And there are like, you know, there's a lot of people out of work that through no fault of their own, you know, obviously it's like the government that they have to shut down, but so there's obviously that side, but those aren't the people that I'm necessarily like super concerned about that are able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps anyway. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this, because I I feel like this is a whole conspiracy. I don't know how, but I'm just convinced, bro. Obviously the market's been doing very well for the last, what, 11, 12 years. And as we've seen in the past, I mean, it usually resets itself every 10 years. So yeah, it seems. Yeah. Do you, do you think that this is a way for them to kind of just reset the economy? Just like, Hey, pump your brakes, everybody. Right. You know, there's so many, like, I've, we've got nothing but time to, you know, (laughs) only think think about this thing too. It's like, yeah, nothing else is going on. We're all on the internet nonstop. Right. This is the only thing I'm going to think about. Do you you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Uh, Occasionally. occasionally. He's, he's getting a little conspiratorial about it too, but I think what happened, cause like even in China, they say that they were like experimenting with this thing in a lab in Wuhan. Yeah. I don't know why, but there's the thought that they could have tried to like wipe out other world economies and they're going to be able to recover quicker themselves because they can shut down their economy and shut everybody inside. You know, those people don't have as many rights as we do or freedoms. Right. There's that. Um, And then they don't give out the proper information because they, whether they are doing it for sinister reasons or just they don't want to take a bunch of blame for it. They try to hide information about it. So when it gets here, because like the Democrats, I don't think they've been plotting to like take down Trump with this the whole time. Because at the beginning, like Nancy Pelosi went to a Chinatown and said like, come on, you know, and experience Chinese culture. Like there's nothing wrong with the coronavirus. It's all good. But then the moment that it turned into like, oh, this is really serious and here's all these lives that could be lost, I think the Democrats now are using the number of lives lost as like, uh, we have to save these lives and it's more important than the economy and they don't care as much about the economy tanking because at the end of the day, it makes Trump look bad and maybe helps him get Biden in the office. I don't know, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, all right, here's $1,200 to put a Band-Aid on the problem. Um, where, you know, so they're just printing more money that, I mean, we're already in fucking debt. Right. So now the dollar's even worse less. So it's just like, <laughs> okay. And then shit's going to get, you know, I feel like keep getting higher. Um, I, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know what to think. But I just felt like that was a way for them to kind of, reset it because you knew about it so we could have been preparing for it what's weird though is this who the world health organization seems to have been like kind of more with china like on it than us so china gave them information that it didn't transmit human to human and so in january the world health organization said it's not a problem they've said that it won't transmit human to human Mm. but in the meantime they think it had already gone to europe it had already gone to america You know, it's like, yeah, it fucking transmits human to human. It's already fucking here. Here, right. So, and then Trump, when he shut down travel to China, which was even after that, people, 
like a lot of Democrats, because they want to hate everything he does, no matter what, were like, this is racist. But it turns out it wasn't even enough because it had not only gone to China, it had gone to Europe. And that's how yeah. it went to New York. But yeah, regardless of, of conspiracies or anything, $1,200 and these <laughs> things, that it's like, that doesn't do anything. And like, I got $1,200 and I'm still getting a paycheck every two weeks. I'm like, I went out and got more groceries, I guess. But <laughs> right. also, I'm not driving to work. So yeah. it kind of came out somewhat even, maybe spent a little bit more, but it's like, why am I getting 1200 and I know like so many comedians and wait staff that are getting just like fucked and they can't get through to unemployment. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know some people that still haven't even gotten here 1200, right. let alone their unemployment. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy what they're, what, how they just, they just did that. I mean, but then, I mean, I kind of got, it's crazy because I kind of got comfortable because it was like, dude, I was making more with unemployment then I really with a couple of my friends too now yeah you know what I mean going back to work and actually like okay spending money just just going out to eat and stuff like that so stuff being closed you know and then like Bruce was actually feeding us every like Monday through Friday they would give us a family meal I wasn't really buying groceries you, you wanted to keep it going yeah I mean, I was like, in your life it's well, helping well, you and not even that bro it was more like all right at least for another month just be, because this is not it, 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 it's not gonna dissipate that quickly. You know, everybody thinks like shit's getting back to normal. It's like, bro, it's gonna take a little bit longer than that. So we right. might as well just continue to stay at home. Yeah. Because if we get back out, we're just gonna like resurface the issue. And like that second wave yeah. is gonna be more intense. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, things did get comfortable. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but shit, you, you told us to stay at home. So yeah. I'm just, you know. Yeah. It is, but. it is funny though, too, on the other end, the people who, and scientists predicted this beforehand and politicians, they were like, after this is over, people are going to say, look how few lives were lost. Like, why did we do that? It's like, it's because nobody was outside for however long that, that like more people have died than a bad flu season from this. And we've all been inside for months. Like imagine how much worse it could have been, you know? Exactly. Right. I mean, I, I, and quite honestly, maybe I'm just ignorant to it, but I, I've never really heard of any, like, even the regular flu. I, I don't hear about too many people, you know, dying from it. Um, Dude, guess what? Like, upward, like, last year, 60,000 people died of the flu. No shit. See, I didn't Six, know that. Right? That's Isn't that insane that, like, that many people die? That was, that's, like, worldwide? No, that's America. Oh, that's America? I mean, I that's, still check, but... that's probably, like, you know, I mean, not even 1%, but, I mean, still, that's... Right, yeah, I mean... That's still, just, I mean, that's still, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, you know? And more people are being born, but. Oh, oh yeah. This is going to be like baby boomer two, I feel like, <laughs> with just couples. Like, if you're a couple, I mean, what else are you doing right now? <laughs> this you says, uh, oh, no, that's from 2018. But CDC in 2018 said 80,000 80, people died of the flu last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just a lot of people fucking die. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then so people are people are for dying, but also, like you said, I mean, more babies are definitely about to be born in the next nine months. <laughs> like yeah. by the end of twenty twenty. Dude, like if you're a twenty twenty baby that's gonna if you were born in twenty twenty, it's like, oh man. Right. <laughs> we know what was going on then. Like it just puts you back in that mindset, you know, when they're like ten years old in twenty thirty. Yeah. When all it's kinda I mean, you know. 
it'll be a documentary by that time or whatever the case may be. Um, you know what? So you were saying that kids that were born like around our time have had a lot of stuff thrown at us. And I agree. But I saw this thing that showed what somebody who was born in like 1900 would have gone through. Yeah. Like they had World War One, Then they had the Spanish flu for like three years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they had the Great Depression. Then they had yeah. World War Two. Then they had uh, Cold Korean, War. Yeah, Cold War, Korean War, and Vietnam War. Like all of that was in like seventy years. So if you were born in nineteen hundred, yeah. you had to go through all of that. Yeah, I mean, we. I don't say I wouldn't say we have it too bad. We had witnessed some crazy. I mean, just you know, two thousand one yeah. was rough. Uh, two thousand eight, we saw like the mark of the you know unemployment definitely went up. Two thousand eight with the right. you know real estate marketing and stuff. And then, I mean, just this, um, I mean, but we saw like a black president. I mean, we've seen a lot, but I guess when you compare it to that, no, it's not, it, it, it can be minute, but in, in, and also I just, I guess what I was really referring to was just this influence of like technology on us, bro. Like they, they were dealing with, you know, other stuff obviously, but I mean, this shit is affecting, I feel like a lot of people, like, I don't know. Um, in different ways. In a different way, you know. Um, I feel like, like a lot of – go ahead. Because, like, technology isn't, like, natural. I guess war isn't natural, but, like, that's, like, just yeah. kind of, yeah. like, human nature. This is, like, we're taking stuff to, like, a cybersecurity and, like, sci like mental health and kids exactly. are growing up with it and they don't know what – what's cool about our generation is we're, like, the last generation of kids that knew the pre-technology world yeah. and childhood – and yes. then we, we grew up with it as it transitioned. Yes. So we kind of got no. to see yeah. both worlds. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad we did, bro, because, I mean, shit, even now, I'm, I'm more <laughs> in a technology world. Like, it's like, as long as I need to have your phone and you don't. Like, but yeah. that shit, you know, go take a fucking walk, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Go, go on a run. Um, yeah. Like, look at the world. Like, bro, I, I, I caught myself smelling the uh, freshly cut grass today, and I was just like, Damn, yeah. like, this is refreshing, right? You know, like, am I staring at ass on my phone, jiggling <laughs> World Star or whatever the case yeah. may be? You know what I mean? Just the random time that you, you waste. Yeah, I mean, bro, I was I was reading this because uh, I, I used to listen to these um, like these motivational three minute uh, video or songs, if you will, like just pumping you up. Right. And it said that if you spend an hour a day on social media for a year you would have lost three months of your time right that's, that's insane to think yeah. about you know like what I mean? an hour a day can be conservative it, but it, it'll go quick think yeah. about it you wake up boom yeah. your phone's right there you probably yeah. scroll a little bit you're on the toilet you're you know what i mean it, it can add up quick yeah. like yeah so you know if it wasn't for this modeling stuff and just trying to I don't know, brand yourself and kind of be out there, dude. I, I'd probably just say, fuck social. I know, dude. Same with comedy. Because yeah. there's guys like, you know, like Dave Chappelle, you know, he yeah. doesn't have any of the things, but also he was, has been doing stand up for 30 years. Yeah. Was huge in the early 2000s, went away for 10 years and came back and is like right. this enigma. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I can quite get the draw that Dave Chappelle has without the social media. Yeah, no. It's, 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 uh, it's a gift and a curse, you know what I mean? It can, it can definitely um, be, 
it like bad for your life. But I mean, if you have a brand or like you're trying to put yourself out there, it's going to be right. really good. So yeah. it has, it has its pros and cons. Absolutely. I mean, any business nowadays, like if, if, if you have like a service you're offering or something like that, I mean, you be good idea to, you know, especially if your audience is, you know, our age or, yeah. and it's expanding, I think, even till our parents age, I mean, it's a good to have. Just to, Sometimes it almost just gives it a, a kind of a air of legitimacy. Yes. Like if yes. you have a spot that isn't it, you're like, what's going right. on over there? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm doing some shady shit. Yeah. Cut up in the back or something. No, for <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm glad we we, we realized that, but it's going to make us who we are, bro. It, it kind of reminds me, man, uh, I know you watched Wally back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it literally, that's what I feel like the world is right now. Yeah, man. I mean, we're... We're all gonna. I mean, there's some people. You're the you're the mentality of person that's gonna stay fit as fuck and have <laughs> six pack through this. The majority yeah, of us, you know, we are struggling with the portion control. And yeah, sitting on a couch, devices. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Bro, it, it catches up. I mean, I don't know. A couple of years ago, Indiana was like at 33 percent with obesity. Jeez. Um, you know, I mean, when we are like. My teacher, you know, at the time, she was right. She was like, we're, sit we're sitting more. Like, Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like, we're – and we're exposing our immune systems to nothing, so they're almost, like, atrophying. It's like an immune yeah. system gets stronger, at least when you're a kid, when it's exposed to more. So it's yeah. like you got to keep it kind of constantly working. Like, when you exercise, you're pushing your heart and your lungs and everything, and it gets right. better. Same with your immune system. It's like if you're exposing it to absolutely nothing and you're living in a bubble, if you get a little germ, it's probably going to – your immune system is going to be like over right. – one thing they've been saying about this is yeah. people who have like overactive immune systems, like really good ones, sometimes they overreact to this. And that's what fucks them is that it's like it's thinking it's some crazy virus or it has to overreact and it yeah. takes like too much energy to it. And then they like – I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, for me, I'm trying to figure out because, like, I didn't even realize what was going on until about day three. I just remember I wake up, like, every night. I'm, 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 I got one sheet on me, but, like, I'm sweating. Like, I'm drenched. You know what I mean? I'm like, what, what the hell is going on? You know? And then, like, I felt, like, the tightening in my chest. It felt like somebody had my sternum and just, was, like, applying pressure to it. Yeah. It's like a constant pressure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was smoking too, you know what I mean? So I was like, maybe I've just been smoking a lot, but I'll smoke a paper. So I'm like, all right. Right. So maybe, maybe, you know, what's what's really going on here? So it was about that day five, bro. I just felt like shit. I'm like, all right, let me call or day four or something. Let me call moms and see what's up. And sure enough, dude, I wish you could see like I, I have to call it a medicine cabinet now. I have three shells <laughs> of just fucking Omega D, D3, ginseng, extract, this and that. You know what I mean? Just like nice. all the shit. She gave me like this whole sheet to just, all right, morning, take this. Mid-afternoon, take this. Mid-evening, take this. Evening, take this. Like, nice. it was crazy. But I was doing it. And the one thing that I regret was like, I was, I was taking hella Tylenol just so like I could feel just okay. Yeah. Uh, because when I was in that fever, I mean, I got up to about 103, dude. I just felt miserable. I just felt miserable. I didn't want to yeah. even have a head up. I didn't want to eat. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 for like three days, I took the Tylenol. And I was just like, dude, I'm not getting any better. Uh, let me just not take it. 
And then it was like the day that I decided to do that, my fever got up to 103. And then that morning I woke up, I was like at like 99. I was like, oh my God, yes. And then that next day, boom, I was back to normal. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Because uh, I, I forget like the fever is supposed to, you, I mean, you, you have that fever. So it's to burn, right. Exactly. Get whatever right. is out. But it's like, dude, when you feel that shitty, it just, it's like, uh, yeah. it's like a mental thing at that point, you know? Right. Um, some, some correlation has been found between those like over the counter, like Tylenol drugs and yeah. people having like a huge spike in like their symptoms with it. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously those people are usually the ones that are going to have a spike anyway that are feeling so bad they have to take Tylenol but yeah there's a correlation with it so it's gonna be interesting to look back on this and see like all the different ways we fucked up with 2020 you can look at it you know yep yep did you see did you see um and I saw this this lady I guess I think she's in New York right now she's a, a nurse and she literally was like we're killing these people like all the people getting submitted like People were just nurses and, and, and long-term nurses, not like they're brand new, but right. like they were like killing people, just like fucking up on shit. Like the simple, I think, procedures that they were supposed to know, they're yeah. doing the, the complete opposite. And she literally was like, she kept saying, I was just like, wow. Yeah. And this is insane. You know how like from the jump, people have been saying ventilators are like the number one piece of uh, uh, equipment that they need like ventilators for the people that can't breathe on their own. Yeah. This one comedian that was on Joe Rogan, he got COVID when there was like 13 cases in America. He went and did stand up in New York and yeah. got it and was so bad that was in the hospital for 10 days, like emergency room. Yeah. Got, got pneumonia, double pneumonia in both his lungs too. Oh, um, shit. And they were going to put him, like somebody suggested, going on a ventilator. But his doctor said, no, if we put him on a ventilator, his lungs give up on breathing because they, they're like, oh, this machine is doing it for us. We don't have to try to breathe. And like over 80% of people on ventilators are dying. Like they don't come off really? the ventilator. So oh, wow. that could be a huge thing where we realize like, Ventilator. Holy shit, if we put yeah. somebody on a ventilator, it would have been better if we just left it. and I'd left it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, and what scares me, too, it, it was what was really scary was, like, I was hearing about people that were um, a little bit older than me, like 30 or, you know, 31, 32, asthma, and they were dying, bro. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm in pretty good health, but I have, like, I have asthma, you know, and I was just like, I don't know how that's going to affect it. Um, but man it's it, it's 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 kind of scary bro and but now i mean even now that i've just been getting out just i've been working i felt like i got it i mean like the, like i said the test said it was negative right this man i just like don't i just don't i'm not i just don't care to put like keep trying to put these gloves on put the mask yeah. on like if i got i was doing that at first and i still got it it's like well, shit at this point, you know, people are doing what they want to do. Like, I'm going to get it regardless. Yeah, you know? I know. I also feel like they got to they gotta make the all the precautions realistic enough so that people don't just get burned out after a week of it and be like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything because this is, you know, right. way too much. Yeah. It yeah. sucks, dude. There's, like, no right answer. Yeah, and it's, it's like not. people getting angry that we weren't prepared for a thing that, like, has never happened in our generation. You know, it's like, yeah, 
kind of tough to be prepared for it regardless. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, we, we have like a new definition, like this whole just term social distancing, like it's yeah. like it's the number one, like trend, if it, if Twitter, you know, the trending topic of, of, of Twitter, bro, or just of the world right now, um, this idea of social distancing, you know, so it's, yeah, bro, it's crazy. And I then know, I don't know why they didn't just use a term that we all didn't already know. I guess like quarantine has a negative stigma, but it was like social yeah. distancing and everybody's like, what does that mean? It's like, well, yeah. if only we use something, right. we knew what it meant. Yeah. And then that's the whole quarantine. Like, yeah, those two, those three words, like have, they carry meaning, like a lot of meaning for America, just the world in general now, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you read this or saw this, but I read an article they were saying that like there was somebody that uh, they actually had got it, um, they had recovered, and then they got it again. Right. So yeah, you know, dude. we live, and now New York has found like a hundred cases of kids getting either Corona or something similar that they think is triggered because of Corona, and yeah. we had the whole positive note was that like kids couldn't get infected from this. So it's yeah. like, maybe that's not true either anymore. So right. yeah, so I go, it's so diff. It's literally within this podcast. You and I have both gone back and forth 10 times. Yeah. It's like, nobody knows anything. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, and this is going to be interesting to see in the next three months where, how is this going to transition? Um, and then, I mean, honestly, bro, I don't think <laughs> when you, when you say normal or going back to normal, dude, I think it's going to take, like this point it might take years yeah. to go back to like normal yeah normal, you i mean knows. it won't guaranteed before there's a vaccine and who knows if there will actually be a vaccine right those you know like we don't have a vaccine for a lot of different diseases um but even after that i feel like people are gonna like i'm worried about comedy like already the top like because everybody at the top of the industry who performs to the most amount of people, that's going to be the last thing that comes back. Right. Those people are still going to want a tour. So like everybody gets knocked down a peg, which means me who was already at like the bottom is yeah. like, shit, you know? And I almost, I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'm trying to figure out like, will more people try and pursue comedy after this? Cause they're like, fuck it. Like a bunch of other white guys that are like, yeah. Oh, after all this, I think I might try stand up. Or yeah. if it'll get rid of a bunch of people who are pursuing it and are like, "Shit, I gotta get a job." Yeah. No, I hear that. Probably a little both. I mean, for you, you obviously you already have the YouTube going. I mean, I feel like you can incorporate more there, bro, um, and just like the TikToks. You know what I mean? Like, you're 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 the essence, pure essence of comedy. So, I mean, you can use all those to your advantage. You know, right? Um, just you know, the skits and just improv or whatever happens. So have you, you know, yeah. you're very great. So I think you can level up almost off of this during this time because you, you don't have that self-doubt that the other ones are getting right. You, you still want to pursue this. So now you, I feel, I feel like this is a perfect time for you to just turn it up. Right. You know I mean? no, yeah. And just fire it up on all cylinders for real. I didn't um, need to make a TikTok. Yeah. Dude, I, it, it and it's, it's, it, it can get challenging. You just got to have that set schedule, man. Like, and I, I, like, I need to go get a planner and just be like, all right, like, just TikTok, TikTok one a day or try, you know, three times a week and just be consistent. That's, that's the key is this yeah. consistency. When you get that consistency, yeah. the, followers, the followers will come because right. you're 
right. fire. And be, yep. You're going to appeal to a mass of people. Yeah. Um, Every time I do a bunch of these in a row, or like at least I just follow once a week. Yeah. It always, you can see the views like just slowly climb it a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. then if I take like a week off, the week I come back, it'll be like back to square one. Yep. It's like see? you gotta keep it going. Yep. Got to keep it going, man. That's the that's the key with anything. That that idea of never not working. Just you're always doing something, you know. And it, it's funny, man. Like before. <laughs> It, it just this this is just changes perspective like before covid like i really wasn't big well, I, I might watch a little like you know show here or there when i on the weekend but for the most part man like i was trying to just do as much as possible but now it's just like i like i got more free time i i need to organize it better like i'm watching you right. know shows more and shit like that and just kind of like wasting time honestly yep. um yep. so just trying to you, do you know those uh like on TikTok, do you go on TikTok a lot? Not, not. I see it more on Instagram. Same. Yeah, I'm stuck yeah. in that being my suggested now because I just went down a rabbit hole of like, what is this? Do you know yeah. the the male, like the young teenage uh, male TikTok dancer guys that do like the dances? Probably. I might, I might have seen them once what, or twice. You could corner that market. I don't think I've ever seen a black person for one do it. It's all these like cute, foofy white guys with like the coif hair in the front. Okay. Uh, but they're all doing these like simple dances and they're not even good at dancing. They're just like, they have that like sexy swagger about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they have millions of followers. Followers, yeah. Everything. You gotta like, yeah, yeah, you got to send me it to me. I'll send you a couple of these. Like, I think they all live, there's like this group of like five guys and girls that all live in this same house where they all do these TikTok videos together. It's like this yeah. mansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like 16 through 20. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, yeah. And I'm 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 trying to figure out like are you y'all Airbnb in that house? What are y'all doing? Right. Y'all yeah. Are you renting? Did you yeah. straight up are your yeah. parents really well off? Definitely. I've seen something similar to that. Um they but he was doing something different. They were making like a toilet paper um pyramid. And it was a couple of them in there. Yeah. And even, um, I know you've heard of uh, Supreme or RDC World. Have you seen their bits? Um, it's like a black guy. Like they do like uh, <laughs> Black Avengers, oh. or like, uh, anime, anime house. or um, I don't know if it? I have seen that. Oh, um, okay. I'll, I'll show you. So, <laughs> so basically like they'll dress up as like, uh, so one dude was like Chief from Halo. Yeah. Uh, there's another who else was on there um, Goku the Mario Brothers and so like they're all different characters and it's like a reality show like so they interview the characters and then you see different scenes and stuff but they have like almost like it looks like like a mansion now but where they started you could definitely tell like okay that might be their like their mom's house right I'm like are they is that getting sponsored like what yeah that definitely came up you know but yeah y'all for that like how right. what, what's really going on so yeah yeah, you'd definitely be, uh, if you went, like, full what these kids are doing, you'd be, like, feeling selling out and weird. But it's, like, I can't argue with the fact that they uh, they have more followers than anybody I, I know. Right. right. And that, man, shit, man, you got sponsorships and whatever right. else. Comes Although the only thing is then your fan base is these, like, tweens. Yeah, you got definitely the tweens. <laughs> hey, that's fine because the tweens, parents. Yeah got money exactly so exactly go. <laughs> Dude, i uh remember vine 
Yes. There was this guy, Danny Gonzalez, who was a, actually this comedy group that I was in, uh, a guy that I was in it with, went to high school with him, and he was a Vine star that now is a YouTuber and has, makes over a million a month or wow. maybe a year, but like he's like worth over a million dollars and he started on Vine. That's now he is now just straight up a professional YouTuber, bought a house, a car. Wow. Worth See, over a million dollars. Yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, you can make, I mean, even from the jump, dude, like for years, people have been making YouTube, like just, just money off of it. You know what I mean? My cousin, yeah. she does a little, she's got like a makeup kind of channel that she does. And Those are she, huge too. Yeah, she generates, I mean, a decent, decent amount. Um, I think like upwards, like a little bit under 100K per, per video. That's so, so dope. Can, I mean, she, I know she was making a little bit off of that, so. Damn. Um, I mean, it's just, again, it's just that consistency, man. Yeah. You just got to start and just do it and just kind of see where it goes. But if you, as long as you, you know, keep putting in the work, man. Yeah. And all, all these top comedians that have these podcasts sell out everywhere because they have this like seemingly personal relationship with their fans that they always yeah. off these podcasts, they get so many fans. Yeah. So easily. I yeah. mean, it'd be even cool if you interviewed some of your fans or something, you know what I mean? Once, once you get to that point or if, if people are tuning in, you know, I, mean, I was like, that was like, I, when you hit me up, I was like, Hey, dude, like we go back, man. Of yeah. course I can, you know, interview and yeah. just be a part of, be a also, part of it. Well, since the quarantine started is when I've started having guests on these. Um, it's obviously just a lot more, like, natural. But it's yeah. fun during this, too, because, like, I'm not seeing all these people that I normally, you know, yeah, I haven't exactly. talked to in a while. I talked to another friend of mine that I hadn't seen in five-plus years. It's just, like, almost right. an excuse to catch up to and get good at yeah. talking to somebody while recording. Easily, bro. Easily. So I'd love yeah. to have you back on too if you. Oh yeah, easy. These man. are simple. We 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 could do a fucking. We should do one with like me, you, and Jew Boy. Yeah, man, <laughs> that'd be fun. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Yeah, uh, I need to reach out, man. Uh, do, um, so I normally do like a on this day thing with these conversation ones. I haven't really been getting into it as much, but can I just tell you one thing that I thought was interesting? Oh yeah, well, yeah. What's up? So Tupac, do you know how he got his name? You knew the Ruth's Chris story. Oh uh, shit, nah, bro. I, I, I didn't. Really yeah. So I looked, and on this day in 1781, okay. this guy Tupac Amaru II, a Peruvian Indian revolutionary and descendant of the last Inca ruler Tupac Amaru, uh, he died. And I was like, huh? I was looking at that Tupac. I wonder if that has anything to do with Tupac Shakur. Yeah. So I looked it up. Was Tupac named after anybody? It says, Tupac was named Lassane Parish Crooks at birth. But after joining the Black Panther Party, his mom changed his name to Tupac Amuru after that 18th century Peruvian revolutionary who was killed by the Spanish. And then Tupac later took his surname from his sister's, Sakia's father, another Black Panther that was called Matulu Shakur. Got you. So that's how he got it. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That is pretty dope. Yeah, man, that is a good question to ask somebody. Like, you know how Tupac got his name? Yeah. A lot of people probably don't know. I mean, he literally took it. He took... I don't Dude. really understand how this 
Peruvian Indian guy is involved. I'll have to look him up a little bit more. Yeah. Obviously, the Black Panther, that's a cool. Uh, did I ever tell you that at IU, I actually saw like five Black Panther members speak? They came. Oh, really? Today. Yeah. And they were telling, they were telling old stories of uh, working with um, Malcolm X and Martin oh, wow. Luther King, like back in the 60s, like they were in DC during it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so these are older guys, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn. I wonder if they're still – I forget if they're still technically a part of it. Right. I don't know how that works. Right. Yeah. That's – yeah, I couldn't imagine just that whole – that's just like a different type of energy going on back then, especially just with everything that was happening. Yeah. I couldn't imagine during that time. Yeah, that and any time I went to a party with your friends is the only time I was just like, I'm the only white guy here. All right. <laughs> hey, bro, but we still get lit, man. Absolutely. Because you were there when we went. Uh, that, that So, and you can agree or disagree with me on this. Sure. Freshman year, that little five, in my opinion, was, was the, best the best one. By okay. Far. Right, yeah. There we go. So, I didn't have to finish. Yeah. So, I know you remember when we would go – we walk over to like 17th and Dunn over there. They yep. go coffee stadium. They had mm -hmm. those different houses. So the sta like stadium, stadium party. crossing. But yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a bunch of different complexes yeah. that are but all it, like it village crossing, of, stadium crossing. Yeah, but it was those houses in between those that like, it, it seemed like everybody just liked to turn up. So they, yeah. they had a house and literally you were just walking the house to house, just going inside, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was me, you, Austin was there. Austin was there, and maybe yeah. Mitch a couple of times. Right. I'm trying to think of who else. I think it was Mitch and maybe Chris. I know you remember Chris Richardson, skinny black dude that was older than us. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. good. So, I'll, do you remember that time we were walking in the middle of the street? Mind you, this might have been me, Austin, and Mitch. I don't know if you were there. Okay. I just remember walking in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah, it's me, Austin, Mitch, and C, uh, Christian, or Chris. And, uh, you know, this 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 Ford F-150 rolls by. You got a street, you niggers! I'm just really? like, bro, you got a Jew? You got a big-ass, beefy white dude and two black, like, come on, bro. We, yeah. We got, there's no, like, we're not all niggers here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. Dude, um... Did you ever meet that guy from Nigeria that I met freshman year, Izu Nwene? Mm, he he had awesome. another story like that where he had to spend the night at our place at Briscoe. Yeah. Um, where at first I kind of, like, I, I trusted him, but he ended up kind of being just like this uh, oh, shady. later. But oh, okay. he said, like, he was uh, playing basketball at those um, – courts across from briscoe yeah, yeah, yeah people drove by and like called him the n-word and he was like screaming back at him so they did a quick turnaround in mcnutt and were like clearly coming so he just ran in and luckily saw i think like tristan or somebody in the front and he came up for the night but yeah like dude indiana was uh yeah it was different but you know it was more south so i get it uh, you got to you still got those little pockets um but yeah man it was it just made you realize, like, people were still – there's just that ignorance out there, you know. This is, a, this is a pixelated image of you, but that's from the <laughs> – What the fuck? Says too, too much, too much juice. juice. 
and you're like you were grinding on this uh, bar stool. Is that that has to that had to be during Little Five? Yeah, no, that's from that because I mean even. I even, when I think of Little Five, think of one day specifically from freshman year. I like the whole thing yeah. and the rest, all the other years just, I think part of it was it could just never live up to freshman year being like this magical first time. It's exactly. like, if you exactly. watch the same movie again four times, yeah, like the first time's gonna be the best one because you didn't know yeah. what could happen. Right, um, right. But yeah, that was in between those two houses when they had the garages open. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, bro. The middle, the middle of the alleyway, but then they had the garages open and they had balconies above that were going. Yes. I bro. just remember people's doors were open and we were just walking through people's houses. Yeah. Yes. To, you know, and they would just yeah. have booze out. It was nuts. I remember that specifically because there was a chick, I believe, or was a dude, one of the other that was like super fucking drunk that was and on that couch. And the, the cops came. I have a the video of that. Hold on. And people were smoking. We were still smoking our blunts and shit while they were like going through and handling that. Oh, mm -hmm. you got me, bro. You have to send me all that after this because I got to reminisce. Because that day, by far, Fitz, Fitz was there. It was like yep. me, Fitz, Tristan, uh, Austin. I forget who else. I think we had like a cup, like uh, Tierney or whatever it was with us too. Oh my God, dude. Who is that guy? Is JB? Am I thinking of the wrong person? JB, JB, JB. No, JB. that's not the right name. Mm. It was you. Oh, JQ. Yes. Yes. That yes. was later. He wasn't there freshman oh, okay. year. I met him sophomore year because I started working at McAllister's with him sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because you guys, you moved in, but no, you had a place over by your, not yourself, but like with no, Tristan. I my, no, I was right? by myself. Well, I was, yeah, with yeah, I was with Tristan. Freshman year, he was on my floor. Like you, Austin, and Mitch, that's yeah, how yeah, we yeah. met. And then um, sophomore year, we lived together on the bottom floor at Briscoe. And then junior and okay. senior year, I lived by myself for that apartment that that's what it was. was by um, yeah. Upland. It was Yep, yep, college. It was off like 10th. It was seven, seven. No, 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 yeah, you're right. It was 11th and uh, yep, yep, yep. Monroe, the one Soft block that's. Yep. Yeah. I remember that, bro. Because we go up there, yep. It would be me and you and Austin in there sometimes. Yeah. I think it was, uh, you got a lady in your life right now? No. Okay. The chick from Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember you called her <laughs> the Butler Becky. Butler Becky, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. Yeah. yeah. That was those are good times, man. Those yeah, I remember because I couldn't drive at that time. Yeah. Remember, remember that? So I, I wouldn't get into a relationship with her because she went to Butler. Obviously. Right. But right. and I was like, I don't want to do a long distance for that. And then a year or two later, when I graduated, I ended up dating a girl who was still going to IU. I'm just like, what are you? Uh, what are you well, doing? right. Yeah. Yeah. We could drive at that point, so. Right. And I fucking wanted to drive because I was like, I, had, you know. Maybe exactly. That, maybe that's why I did it. I was just like, get a couple road trips. Yeah, motivation. Yeah. You know? And you know you know what's at the end of that uh, trip, so. Right. It's worth it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What's the farthest you've driven for, like, for some, for, for some pussy? Minnesota. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> And, like, far Minnesota. Um, How long was the drive? 12 hours. 
Goddamn, yeah, bro. Yeah, so I, uh, this Jeez. was the first girl I was ever with. I was a late oh, wow. bloomer, didn't yeah. do anything until I was 18. Okay. Um, and then this girl that I was like finally doing all the first stuff with, um, yeah. she was, it was the summer before college, and okay. she went off to this all girls uh, camp in Bumblefuck, Bemidji, Minnesota. 12 Bemidji. 12 hours away from Chicago and her best friend, a couple of her best friends and me visited her at one point for like a weekend. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So damn, was it worth it? No, no. (laughs) Uh, We ended up not having sex. Um, We, uh, well, we were doing all the stuff and, uh, she threw up on my dick while she was giving me a head. Because <laughs> we got real drunk, and I was just like, I'd rather not keep trying to get, because I was like trying to not get too drunk, because oh I was God. like, I don't want to not be able to have sex after this. Oh my fucking And she God. just kept going because she's been at this camp the whole summer. She can't do anything. Yeah. You know, she's finally gotten away and with her friends again for the first time, so she wants to get really drunk. But yeah, she puked on me. And then I was like, I went to the shower, obviously, yeah. to clean off. And she tried getting in the shower with me and like trying to keep going. And I was like, eh. at that oh, moment, because she didn't like, she had a gross mouth, you know, and she was trying yeah. to kiss me in the shower. And I still have puke on my penis. And I was like, bro, we're like spirit brothers, bro. Does that happen I, to you? I, I've had a girl not literally throw up on my dick, but like, the action of sucking it caused her to throw up. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, she she threw up, whatever, and I was like, well, my, my horny ass being, you know, 15 years old, like, well, you, you want to you try again? Right, yeah. <laughs> she tried it again, and yeah. it was the same result. So we're like, all right, goddamn. Damn. But yeah, she had drank, I think we drank a little bit, so I think that was what it was. Like, Honestly, I mean, once it happened, I was thinking, like, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Well, the thing too is, bro. Like when, so like obviously they were younger, so they probably didn't know yeah. fully what they were doing. So now that you know we're dealing with older women, I mean, yeah. at this point, if you're throwing up on a dick, like that, you're, you're you're immature, like. Or that's a mature dick. <laughs> or it's a mature or, or dick. That, or, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's almost a. It's a. It's almost a great compliment. I, you know what? I never looked at it like that. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Dude, but on top of it, another reason why I was bad is I think that was the moment when she felt like she got, like, closure with me and then, like, kind of cut me off. So, which was good because we were going to go to our, you know, I went to IU and she went to Wisconsin, which I think they're each four hours away from Chicago. So, I think it's, like, seven hours if you go from IU directly there. You don't want to do that freshman year of college. Um, No. But at the time, it was the only girl I had been with. So I was like, I don't want to lose this, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. But the whole summer, we're talking every day. And then, like, I go and drive 12 hours to her. And my dad ended up paying the whole bill for, like, everything. because And, like, he was saying, like, yeah, you know, I get it. You want to go out there? Go ahead. Take the car. And then the other two people who went on the trip with me like never offered to pay for anything i think and then my dad was like screw it just we'll pay for it but he was pissed about it later i found out um yeah and then uh which i get but she ended up just like ghosting me 
after that. And then when I was like, what's going on? She's like, you know, I just think it's time to move on. And I was like, cool. After I drove all the way to, yeah. and spent all this money, I was like, right after that. And like yeah. talking to you every day during the summer when I could have been moving on. And girls have a way of doing that, man. They'll move on from you while they're still with you so that the moment they're done, they're good. And they've right. already had the emotional time to kind of get over it and then you're like fuck yeah like okay yeah. let me yeah. catch up <laughs> right no it takes us it's i think it's true it's, it takes us a little bit longer to uh recover than than the woman and then once they're done like they're done you know what i mean like I know. they you can kind of and it's crazy because it gives you room which is it's fucked up but it, it can give you room to like fuck with their emotions you know what i mean so like during that 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 grace period where like you're fucking up I mean, you could still, you, I, I, you can keep fucking up, and they'll be there, bro. Like, like they're, they take a lot of shit before they're done. You know I know. I mean? And yeah. that's why it's almost like shocking when they're, like, I kept trying to get back my ex when it yeah. was over because I was just so used to being able to kind of, you know, joke about something and it would, you know, or like talk through something and right back and you're like, oh, you can kind of, girls are, you know, very emotional both ways. So you can yeah. run it back. And then it was like, oh, you're super resolute. And I'm the one now who's like, yeah, like, not confident in it. And I'm exactly. like, shit, she's like exactly. completely decided. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's, it can be tough, bro. Um, I mean, shit, I got, I, I was off and on for four years uh, with this chick. And um, I mean, shit, bro, well, it's back in November. And shit, I'm still trying to like get over it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more over it than I'm not. But right, it's when you're when you're around somebody for that long, you get comfortable. You get just used to that person. So like, it's weird not having like going from all right, we've basically merged our lives right. together to like not being together at all. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, shit. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. So like. Yeah, there was good stuff about it, but there was bad stuff about it, too. So it's just like, all right, does the good outweigh the bad? Do I want to keep putting up with the bad? Right. I can do this. I'd rather just do this by my fucking self. Like, right. So. Dude, and but also, it has put me in that mindset. My bad. It has put me in that mindset of just like, all right, definitely just one, like, just being with one person at one time. Like, and, like, while you're dating, not trying to – I basically keep up with multiple people like all right do i like this one better do i like this one better do i like this one better yeah um, did you did you ever watch um love is blind on netflix yeah, yeah i did yeah. So, i was insane like, yeah yeah it was it was crazy it was kind of you kind of remind bro cameron you got that <laughs> God cameron damn it. the dude who just like, will not yeah. stop touching his wife right like he's but, always but for good reason shit for good oh, i know i know but like it uh <laughs> I kept watching and being like, no wonder she's kind of pulling away. You're just like smothering the shit out of her. Right, right, right. She probably, yeah, she wasn't used to it. They couldn't, every time they were like in frame, he would just like come up and be like. Yeah, he was, he was. (laughs) He's so fucking mad. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. But yeah, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Damn. B, it's not with B. Brett. Barnett. 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 So when he was entertaining him up like, it's, it's right. taking me out of that mindset. Uh, like, I'm not trying to be a toxic nigga. That's like the term I keep saying. So, like, I've just been chilling, really. You know what I mean? We, 
when I used to be single, maybe I try to, okay, let me woo this female, let me woo that female. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm just kind of just like just chilling and just making sure like, all right, if I'm going to put the time and effort into another relationship, like let me make sure I'll genuinely like, like this person or the person before we even like get naked with each other. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like let's yeah. get naked here first before we physically get naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, I want to see what your titties up here look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me see what your emotional titties look like, girl. Yeah, multiple titties. I like that. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother thing, though, too, is like, one, we have so many more. Uh, I feel like people have uh, choice paralysis, it's called, because we have so many choices of who to date with all the apps and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like too much. So then you have nothing stable because you have all these infinity options. Exactly. Nobody wants to choose any of them because they think they want to wait for the perfect it's thing. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I always go too hard at it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's just cast a wide net. And then like people who are interested in me, you know, will yeah, 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 start pursuing yeah. them. And then exactly. I'd went on so many dates because I was like, let's, you know, try to go out dating again. Yeah, but then you cast too wide of a net, so then there's all these different people, and exactly. some of them I'm like, eh, you know, I could do better because of this girl. But then you go out with that girl, and then you do one date, and it went great. But then they ghost you, and you're like, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, I know 100. percent Like right when I had right when I had got out of my relationship, that's literally what I did, and it was like kind of to distract myself. So like, I go out on a date. And like I would try to entertain this person, but if they weren't showing me and like the same amount of energy I was showing them, or like they weren't <clears throat> as invested as I thought, I'm like, fuck it, all right, let me just see what else is out here. So then you get another one added, but now you're still talking to this one, and then you're you know you're talking. So it's just yeah. like it was too fucking much. I was like, all right, you're doing too much, bro. Right. Just chill, like focus on you and your growth, and just like the shit will come. Right. You know yeah. what I mean, like the shit will happen naturally, you know. Maybe you meet somebody, I, I hate to say this, like at work or, you right. know, it's like now it's like for us, where do we meet somebody? I know. You know, do you meet them at the fucking grocery store or. Yeah, because now that the apps are there, it's almost like, well, that's where it's supposed to happen. So in real life, you know, if you go up to a girl, they'll be like, what? you know, like we're at the store, whereas that right, would have right, been exactly. normal back in the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't, dude, I, I just tried, I tried to download, uh, it was an app called Hinge a couple yeah. of days ago. I was on that for a long time, and I've been dude. off it now for a few months. Yeah, I, I got on for a day, and then I just got, I was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm subjectively, like, one, I'm, like, basing it off of physical attraction. I'm not even really looking at the other shit you're saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it, it was like, yeah, it was just like, no, nah, I'm just saying, this, this isn't it. <laughs> This is this isn't it. Cause then you get you get fucking duped. You get duped, bro. Because they're they're half the time the pictures are all makeup up. There's a fucking right. filter yeah. on it. Yeah. Angles right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, bitch, you probably fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, trying uh, yeah. you trying to get a date so. with somebody and you're just like, okay. Yeah. Right. So generous. Not that I'm yeah. putting a photo of me in sweatpants on there, but. <laughs> guys i mean i guess you got modeling pics now and i put up yeah. i think i put up a headshot you know yeah but yeah. it's like yeah pick a photo you look good in obviously but like we can 
it's like we're gonna you're eventually gonna meet the person right person, exactly. that'd be like me saying or like when a girl it's funny they'll always be like you're not really six five are you i'm like Somebody who's six five isn't lying about being six five. Uh, somebody six who's five, six exactly. how, somebody who's like six foot or like five eleven, right? Maybe then be worried, but like exactly, who's gonna show up pretending to be six five? Yeah, that's that's yeah. You're gonna get laughed at when because if you're six two, you don't need to lie about being taller. Exactly, you're six two. I mean, and, and honestly, anything over six one, and depending on how your proportion, people are gonna assume you're taller than you are. Because it, I know it happens to probably to you a lot. Yeah. You're, you're naturally tall, but even me, bro. Like yeah. most people think I'm six four. I'm like, nah, bro. You, right. you, you taxed it. Yeah. <laughs> you put me by somebody six four. It don't show. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or like the number of times I'll see an old friend for the first time in a while, and their go to is just like, ah, you grew. It's like, no, you're just not used to me being. Yeah. You know, you're just not used to me standing next to you again. Right. Right. Nah, man. I. Uh, yeah, because that was like my cousin, bro. He's, I mean, he's so fucking huge. I don't know if you ever met him, but um, 6'5", but he's, I mean, he's just jacked, dude, like 250. Um, when this is just, you know, so um, just standing by him, you know, I'm just like, man, he's just a big-ass nigga. <laughs> have, have you been watching The Last Dance? So, like, the thing, I, I didn't realize that it was on. So, basically, they're put, uploading the episodes to Hulu. Is that what I've been told? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was countries other than the United States got it on Netflix, but it adds okay. to Hulu. Um, yeah. Okay. I so think I, it should, I think it should all be up now. Yeah. Did you yeah, watch, did you watch so any it, of it? I have, because I was unaware that I could You're going to love it, dude. It's so yeah, dope. Although, yeah. are you a Pacers fan? I mean, yeah, I was, I'm a Pacers fan. Right. But we, we weren't alive for like the, the shit that yeah, went yeah, down, man. so it doesn't really feel yeah. as personal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I kind of was getting some info on because I it's just crazy, bro. Because I forgot, like, okay, obviously Reggie, Kobe, you know, Shaq, like some of them played with Jordan. Right. No, um, yeah, these uh, these last two ones really got into the Pacers because of that '98 series where they went to seven games before Jordan won his last title. Yeah. And also, just like then, it's cool they would like tell the story from the last season but then they would keep going back to earlier mm -hmm. and like telling you stories about before which can be a little okay. confusing but if you're paying attention it's kind of cool how they tell the story yeah but I'm definitely I gotta check it out. what i was gonna say is so funny about it they always do this they did it with jordan and scotty they're like talking about how they became a great basketball player and yeah. then just a little note they throw in is like and in that summer i grew seven inches it's like well there you fucking go <laughs> right yeah, bro. Yeah, that's just unrealistic. Like, but it 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 just adds to the story of it's like it gives you that uh, fairy tale type feel, like that movie. Like, it's a, he was he was born to do that, you know? Right. Did Dennis Rodman grow or something like that? Or they said Scottie Pippen when he was nineteen grew from six two to six seven, and then six seven to six nine the next year. It was like that's crazy. Who grows in college that much? Yeah, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like a late, like a true late bloomer. That's Although also was kind of funny is he was from a poor household with 11 brothers and sisters. So he could probably finally like eat and work out, you know. Right, and, right. You know, and so. get, yeah. You know, it was crazy. Um, his daughter actually went to IU for a little bit. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. That's right. She, I remember it that. Was, it was funny because I met her at the first party I ever went to uh, at IU. I remember you telling um, me that. Yeah. And she... Yeah, she's just cool people. 
And we just got to talking. And I just, I remember, like, we were just shooting it back and forth, not really, you know, getting into any details. But she brought it up. And as soon as she said it, I was like, damn, I see it. Like, her face, like, resembled his to a T. And the whole time she was just like, I'm Scotty Pippen's daughter. Yeah, literally. literally his just his like voice is so fucking low. Yeah. And she, uh, I mean, she was, um, she's a big girl. I mean, she's a tall girl. She's about, damn near taller than me, about my height. Shit. I, uh, I matched with Tony Kukoc's daughter on Hinge. Uh, Tony who? Who's Tony that? Tony Kukoc. During Who's the, that? During the last three Bulls championships, he was like their fourth option. So it was Michael. Uh, and he's this guy from Croatia. And so okay. you'll see it in the documentary. But when the Dream Team happened in 1992, yeah, uh, they played Croatia twice. And Tony Kukoc was on that team. And gotcha. so Jerry Krause, who's the GM of the Bulls, and you'll see in the documentary, he's kind of the villain who always is trying to take credit as like an organization as opposed to giving it to the players in Jordan. Okay. Um, he was signing Tony Kukoc that summer and was like just praising him as being the next great player for the Bulls. And so mm-hmm. Scotty and Michael just like were like to the coach, they're like, we're guarding this guy during every possession of this Olympic game. And they just bullied him the whole first game. And so, but really good player made the those last three championship teams like, you know, okay. he was really important. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So he did you match with his daughter? Yeah, and I mean she it's not he's a Croatian basketball player. It's not like she was, you know, a gorgeous model. She was like this I think she was like six one, six two volleyball player that oh wow, you know, was more athletic than uh naturally beautiful, but and also that was at the point then where I was so saturated with the number of people I was trying to match with and go out with. I was and then the number of yeah, you know, dates that went well that ended up nothing amounted to it. So I was like, I'm done. So yeah, yeah, I hear you, bro. I um and I and I was that's the thing for me because it was like, all right. I remember when we were on Tinder in college, like, but that was just, I mean, and even then, bro, I wasn't even using it like that. Like, I had met, I had met some 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 interesting individuals on Tinder. Yeah. Uh, the the two times I had success, I mean, they ended up in very, very good situations for both. So I was, uh, I was pretty excited, but I think yeah. I'm, I, like the amount of people you match with and this, the conversations you have to have to yeah. actually, I, I'm actually meet up with this person, bro. It's just like, it's yeah. a number game and right. it, they shouldn't be like that, you know? I know. I think yeah. it should be more organic. Like let's meet via like, maybe it's like a brunch or like a mutual meeting or hell, I'm not necessarily a wedding, but just a function or something like a comedy show. You need to check a comedy show. Or Chicks love going to comedy. Like that's the thing though, is that almost every girl would ask me to take them to my favorite comedy show. And yeah. I have like two comedy shows, but then I went on so many that the people who like would get me the tickets to the comedy show would be like, Oh, this is your first day spot. And I'm like, ah, I don't want that to be known as like yeah. what I'm yeah. doing. Right, right, right. But right, right. every girl would be like, come on, take me to a show. I'm like, ah, you know, why don't we get a drink first? And they're like, why wouldn't you show, like, yeah. And so then it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I show them what, and I want to go to a comedy show. So, yeah, I agree, bro. It's, uh, it's been, I don't know, these, 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 it's, it's been different being out of college kind of date. I'll say that. 
right. especially with my your job's more like a nine to five. So I mean, that gives you time to kind of open up your 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 evenings. But the, the industry just you know, I'm obviously getting off at midnight. Right. You know, going in at five. So it's like unless I have that day off, I really don't have time to. It's true. To date like I would want to. I guess you could say. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's different, but hey, we adjust. We're a couple of handsome guys. We'll have no issue getting the, the dream. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, brother. Yeah. I, ideally, I'd like it to happen before 30. <laughs> like, that's what I'm just like. Would be, yes, exactly. Trying to pop a, trying to pop a little, little junior out before 30. You know, I'm not trying to be 40 and he's 10 years old. You know nice. what I'm saying? I'm hurting to fucking keep up with him. So, yeah. Oh, that'll be, we'll be able to get brand new bodies by the time we're 40 and 50. Oh yeah, probably by that time. Oh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Easily, <laughs> yeah. shit. I get cryogenically frozen for a couple of years. Yeah, dude. We might as well cryogenically freeze ourselves during this pandemic. We're wasting hey, time anyway. Dead ass. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten so small. Like, if I could have cryogenically frozen the body that I had before, dude. Uh, I, I was three months in, four months into like working out. I was working out six to seven days a week. I was fuck fucking it. getting there, good, and then good, for the first good. month. Of this, I was doing push-ups, planks, and sit-ups four times a day. Yeah. It just, at a certain point, you just get tired of yeah. it. It's too yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, you're know, you you're like, all right, home workouts. And my uh, my roommate actually had some pretty decent equipment, so I was starting to do shit again. And then he sold it to uh, to Noah. I don't yeah. know if you know Garrett. Um, so he, yeah, he sold it to Noah. So I'm like, well, shit. So I've just been doing, uh, I've been getting back to running. I went on my second run in a while today, so it felt it was it was a little rough, but yeah. I mean, I'm getting with. Um, I actually ran it high, and because he suggested <laughs> that, I was like, all right. But I actually ran it faster than I did the first day, and I ran for longer. So nice. It I, I did feel like I kind of caught a runner's high for a second, um, and got, got into a groove. But um, yeah, bro, it's tough. Like if you don't have that, like I need to pump something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, yeah. just and then that's the stress relief. Yeah, you know. For me, and so just not having that resistance, man. It's like I'm not trying to fucking crank out 100 push ups. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we get out of it soon. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, dude, I think we've been doing this for about two hours. So. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Damn. Pretty much. Oh wow. That's not quite. But yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Well, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, you got some good material in there. Absolutely, yeah. I'll I'll edit some of it out, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's all good. I ain't tripping. Um, yeah. Well, shit. Send me a link, bro, and send me uh, what was that? What was that you supposed to send me? Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna send you some TikTok stuff, and you're gonna send me those uh, sketch guys. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, sketch guys. Oh fuck. The oh yeah, yeah. yeah. DC. I got yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna right. you right now, bro. All right. So, bro, yeah. Cool. Good catching up, man. Thanks, Thanks yes, sir. Me. You too, bro. Always good talking to you. Peace. Missing me.